Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bros Pod is brought to you by Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code BLEAV50, that's B-L-E-A-V-50, to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right up to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to another version of Bill Roden on Sports. I'm here on a beautiful fall day at a undisclosed location in the Hudson Valley. That should give you a hint enough, you know. <laughs> um, and uh, join my, my two co-hosts, my good friend, holding down in Brooklyn, the great Jamal Murphy. Murph, what's going on? What's up, Bill? Everything's good over here. Uh, you know, not much, kind of slow, slow week in sports. I feel like, but you know, you got some NBA, NFL action. Uh, so, you know, a couple things to talk about. All right. Then, of course, coming back, our tri host, the great Steve Wilson, master of uh, screen and stage. Steve, <laughs> what's going on, man? Hey, Bill, Jay Murph, great to be with you again. And, um, you know, great to see uh, things getting better. Yeah. Um, you know, for everybody, and, and the music's coming back. It's, Fans are back in, in the sports, and so uh, yeah, just uh, glad we're on this where we are right now compared to a year ago. I know, I know. Where where are you performing? Oh man, it's, it's, things are busy now. Um, I did NJ Pack uh, last week with Christian McBride, and I'm doing it huh. again this Sunday uh, with Maria Schneider. Uh, Action playing tonight in the city at Mesro, um, okay. and. Uh, Tomorrow up in Scarsdale, uh, and it's somewhere I'm playing on Saturday. Uh, oh yeah, playing up in Nyack on Saturday at uh, a small club, uh, at, run by David Budway, and um, and I'll be at the Vanguard at the end of the month with Christian McBride. So, so things are getting back to full swing. Mm. Wait, what, what what's the place in Nyack that's up by my, in my undisclosed neck of the woods? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, what's the, Ma Maureen's? It's called Maureen's, Maureen. and uh, named for David. David's a great pianist. Uh, played with uh, plays with Hubert Laws and Jeff Watts, and it's named for his sister, who was also a wonderful musician. But uh, it's a nice place up there. My first time there. David's a great guy, beautiful mm -hmm. host. So we'll have a good time up there. Let me ask you a question. I know we got a lot of sports to talk, uh, but uh, what what have been the protocols? for live music, because I was always, one of my hopes during the part of the pandemic was that this, the habit of them shoehorning people into these clubs would, be, would stop because of the pandemic. Are they still shoehorning people in? Well, I wouldn't say they're shoehorning them, but 
they they are at full capacity most of them now but of course all of them at least to, to my knowledge all of them have uh, a vax requirement right um i think a few may have uh, if you have an exemption you have to have a negative test within uh, 48 or 24 hours or something like that and then they're requiring mask uh, most of them are requiring masks the whole time and uh i know when i'm in a smaller venue i try to be careful to you know, to have my mask on when I'm not playing or when, you know, when we're not performing. Because, uh, you know, you have these breakthrough cases, man. So, right. you know, we're not out of it yet. But, uh, and I heard that the Vanguard has a new ventilation system. Mm. Uh, that'll be my yeah. first time back since they closed. So that's pretty amazing uh, that they've upgraded like that. So, but all of the places have, have the VAX requirements at the least um, to before you can come in. You have to show your credentials, the ID, and... Uh, so I think they're taking as much precaution as can be, you know. Yeah, yeah, well, that's good. So, so Murph, what we have on the, uh, the kind of, although it's not a, it's not a packed sports schedule, but um, we've got a couple of encouraging things. Looks like Matt Stafford coming down to earth. I'm very encouraged by that. I'm very <laughs> pleased, pleased by that. You know, um, you know, our friend, our friend Rob Parker, you know, who's in Detroit, called Matt Stafford's pad Statsford's. <laughs> he had all these great numbers, but he went, I forget how many years he's been in the league, but never won a playoff game. Right. And and what people were saying, that it was everybody's fault but his. It was a defense fault. It was a running back's fault. It was uh, Calvin uh, Johnson's fault. It was, you know, it was the fans' fault. And then when they made the trade, he's first thing, oh, look at this, you know. That's what all he needs to do is get away from that damn city, get away from the Detroit, and blah blah. Every day it was like they were just kind of like ejaculating, you know. Oh well, look at oh my god! <laughs> and then he's with the mad genius, uh, the coach of the Rams. Oh god, you know, you know, sort of like white supremacy on steroids. Oh god! So it was just great for me to see these last two weeks, man, just getting fucking humble. You know, throwing, looking like looking like a, a kindergarten, throwing the uh, interception in the end zone, you know, against, uh, who was that against when he was spun around? He, he back to back, pick six, you know. You know, let that be Lamar Jackson, you know. <laughs> let, let that be Patrick Mahomes. They're already killing Patrick Mahomes. You yeah. know, it was, you know, oh, see, we knew it, you know. <laughs> so, that's what we were waiting for. You know, he, he's not patient. You know how they are. They're not patient, you know. So, <laughs> so it was just good to see Matt Pat Statford kind of come back to work, <laughs> back to earth. What do y'all think about that? Well, you know, I mean, I, I kind of, you know, I've, I've liked the Rams' chances. I, you know, I'm still, I'm, I was picking the Rams. So I'm still picking the Rams uh, as, as my favorite to win it all. But I can't lie, like watching Stafford these last couple games or two to three last games, I have started to have second thoughts about is he gonna gonna be able to get it done? Does he have the fortitude to get it done when it matters? Uh, you know, it's one thing to have bad moments in games and you know throw a pick six here and you know not come through on a given pass, but he seems to have, you know he's had bad games like entire games. You know, a guy like Aaron Rodgers. That's what I mean. Aaron Rodgers. We've seen him make bad decisions in the game. You know, not not connect on a big throw. But he very rarely has a bad game, like just a dud of a game. 
So the fact that Stafford has done that a couple of times, it, it does it does make me worried about their, you know, once playoff time comes because you can't afford a bad game in the playoffs, you know, against right. against a good team. Right. So you're right. I mean, you know, he, he's, he still has a lot to prove. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. I agree with both of you. I mean, too, he was doing that in Detroit. He's up and down. You know, right. he's consistent. And, I mean, when he's good, he's good. Sometimes he's even great, but is, he just he's not consistent. And, you know, when even when they announced that trade, I was for me that was kind of a head-scratcher, you know, because um, golf had those great seasons. And I'm thinking, well, man, are they giving up on this guy already? And, you know, and of course, you know, they talk about – you know, the Rams coach being a great genius that he is, said, well, I thought he was a quarterback whisperer. What happened? Right. So I don't know. Um, I, whatever he's whispering in t- <laughs> right now, it ain't working. <laughs> right. But right. Where's the whisper uh, not? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Benny Golson. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you, man. But, uh, you know, the fact they don't have much of a running game doesn't seem to be helping either. So I don't know. I, I think the jury's out, man. I, I wouldn't be betting on the Rams right now. Right. Yeah. They're, you know, they're, set, they're seven and three, second in the NFC West behind the Cardinals, who've been playing the last couple of games without without Kyler Murray. So they have issues within their own division. San Francisco, who they, who just killed them uh, last week, uh, you know, they're four and five. They're not out of it. You still got Tampa Bay in the in the south. Uh, I don't know what to think of New Orleans. I would say not much. You got green. You got the Packers eight and two, even with. Rodgers missing a game, they're not playing well a game. They're still eight and two, so they're still formidable. And of course, you got the Cowboys and uh, and Dak Prescott, and they look better than they've looked in years. So, who you guys, who you guys got in the in the NFC coming out the NFC? I st- I'm still gonna go with the Rams. I think the boy genius uh, coach will will pull it together, and uh, Stafford will do just enough uh, to get them to the Super Bowl. But, but who you guys got in the NFC? Well, it's a tough one. It's, it's hard. As much as I just killed Pat Stafford, uh, <laughs> it, it, uh, it, it uh, you know, they have, I mean, Seattle is done for, I think. Right. You know, I think, you know as much as I wanted uh, my man, uh, Gino Smith, to come through, <laughs> you know, it just wasn't happening, you know, unfortunately. Uh, I guess you see why people are backups, you know. Right, right. You know, and you, and you just see the difference. Yeah, we, we knew there was a difference between Geno Smith and, and uh, uh, Russell Wilson, but it was like the, the Grand Canyon, <laughs> night and day. Like, damn, man. Right. You know, uh, another another. Uh, so so yeah, I mean, I guess I'd have to pull for uh, thing. What did, what did you think of Odell Beckham, Steve, going to uh, going to uh, the Rams? Mm. Well, that's, that remains to be seen, man. I mean, they haven't worked him in the scheme yet, you know, and right. um, I don't know. I, I hope it works out. You know, I, I want to see him be successful. Um, and uh, maybe once they get him into the scheme, we'll see what happens in the next the next couple of games. If they can work him in the scheme, that maybe that will help, you know, Stafford to be more successful. But I, right now, as of today, I would have to go with Green Bay. Mm. Um it's simply because of all, like you said, the eight and two, right? And even with all of the craziness surrounding Aaron Rodgers and all of that, you know, I they, I still have to kind of give them the edge. Plus, you know, coming into the winter season now, anyone going up there is going to have a tough time, you know? right? So, especially teams from the south or from west. So I have to, have to give them the edge. 
Yeah, you're right about mm-hmm. that. If they, if they get home field, that's gonna be that's gonna be tough for like a you know L.A. Rams team, like you said. Even even Tom, Tom Brady. What about Bill? What about your boy, uh, the goat, Tom Brady? You're not you're not you're not rolling with him. Yeah, things have been kind of tough for 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 the Bucks. I mean, you know, anytime you go into Washington and just get blown out, <laughs> right. you know, you know, blown out by Washington, and then uh, the week before, who they had blown out? Uh, who beat them the week before? New Orleans? Yeah, the Saints. Saints. Yep. Yeah, Saints. With like their third, you know, the second and third string guys. Yeah. I mean, you know, talk about, I I was really, uh, really sad to see uh, uh, Jameis Winston go down. Yeah. Because it really seemed like he had really, it was going to be one of the really good comeback stories, man. He was playing well, you know, uh, he really looked, and then um, I have a question. So somebody, their starters. When he got, he got horse collared. Right. He got horse collared, and the guy who did it, he just got a horse collar penalty. Somebody was saying, if you do that kind of penalty, and a guy has lost the season, the guy who the perpetrator should be out for as long as the person he injured with an illegal hit. Do you guys think that that's too? Uh, don't forget to ask me. I want to ask you about Teddy Bridgewater's no tackle. But <laughs> what, what do you what do you think about about that idea that if you horse collar somebody and as a result of that horse collar, they're lost for the season, uh, or or lost for a long time, you should be out for as long as they're out. Yeah, I think that's kind of tough, uh, but you know because very rarely is it is it done it's purposefully, right? Even even the horse collar, you're just trying to grab whatever you can and take them down. Now, now, if it's no doubt, you know, on purpose or malicious, they, you know, you would be hopefully suspended for that. Also, I hope the league would step in and suspend you for that. But if it's just a, if it's just a play that warrants, you know, a 15-yard penalty, like a, you know, you just went a little too far, or you hit hit some guy like as, you know, when he's out of bounds, but it's close, or you know, something like that. I, I think that's a little too harsh uh, of a penalty, you know, because. Yeah. You know, but he got he got hurt. That is, you know, it's football now. You know that you that is the risk you're taking. We, you know, any given play, you could get a hit. You could you could have non-contact injuries that put that most likely put you out for the for the season. So, I, I don't I don't think I would go that far on a defender. They, they already they already make it impossible to defend in a league as it is. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, well, I, I, I mean, if it's team, what did you say, Steve? I was say if it's a team, I'm betting on. <laughs> I want to play. Right, right. I'll be, <laughs> since, I'll be pissed. Right. Since, since the NFL has now insisted on shellacking the game with betting, yes. you know, you know, now you've got a, that's a whole nother level right. of stuff. You know, right. like now you done, I'm, I'm, I'm rolling with New Orleans and now you done horse collar my guy out, the, you know, out the season, you know, well, hell, I want you going because you lose, you cost me money. Well, what do you think, Steve? I interrupt. <laughs> No, no, I I agree with J- Jamal. That's a tough call. I mean, obviously, I think if it's if it's egregious and intentional, it, yeah, suspension and a fine, a steep fine, would would be appropriate. But you know, it, it's a slippery slope, man, because we see a lot of these roughing the passer calls are like, right. like really, like wait right. a minute, I, how you can't? I mean, if, if you're not going for the quarterback's head or knees or something, but sometimes it's, I think it was a call the other night, and where they, they called roughing the passer. But uh, it was only because the guy, he wasn't blocked into the quarterback, but he was dealing with the, uh, uh, you know, the offensive lineman. 
and he barely touched the quarterback, and, and they called a roughing the passer. So it's kind of tricky, man. You know, but also with targeting, you know. So what do you draw the line? You know, if you do that with horse collars, so what are you going to do with targeting now? You know, because that's yeah, even gonna, more dangerous. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Uh, um, you know, with the you know Jamal, you were talking about intent, and right. you know we're, we're introducing this subjectivity in. Like, how do you judge somebody's intent? Just like with taunting, you know, how do you how do you gauge taunting? You know, we've had a couple things where, you know, sometimes I know that you got a lot of black referees, but I just keep thinking of, you know, all these brothers in the league and we, you know, talk trash and we tend to be louder, you know, (laughs) and it's an emotional game. And then, and and again, yes, I'm being bigoted. If you see like, I think it's older white referee, you know, automatically, they're taunting, you know, and, and particularly in college, I really hate it because it's almost like they're, it's, you know, they're like, it's like law and order, right. you know? Right. So I don't know, right. you know, I guess we're just introducing more subjectivity into the game, which I do not like. So I, I, how would you deal with that, the taunting, you know, particularly, I, is there a way we could take that subjectivity out of it? Yeah, I mean, ta- taunting is one of the, that's, I hate that. I hate the taunting penalty. If, 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 if taunting rises to the level of a penalty, it should be obvious. It, it should be what was already covered by unsportsmanlike conduct. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to, there should not be a penalty for, for like, you know, a slot, a comment, you know, or looking down at a guy when you tackle him. Like that's, that's ridiculous. I mean, I can see if you get on, like, get on top of him and like, right. what's my name? What's my name? <laughs> right. But that was already covered. Like that, that they already would flag for that in the past. You know, if right. it's something, if it's something outrageous, we know you're gonna get a flag for that, but though you know, if 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 it's not obvious and 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 the, we all can't see that the guy went overboard, it should not be taunted because, like you said, it's subjective. You know, who, we don't know where these wherever the ref referee, where's he from, how he was brought up, what he right. what he finds acceptable, what he doesn't like. If he doesn't like how someone acts, and now he can now he can rule on it. It's it's terrible, yeah. and there is yeah. a, to me there is a racial uh, tone to it because. Again, we always talk about this is a 70% black league. You know, it's almost like it just has the feeling like they're trying to, you know, they're, they're trying to, you know, make it make it fan friendly for the, right. for white, the 70% white fan, white fan league, you know what I'm saying? So, right. you know, it, so we got we got these we got these black guys under control. Right. You know, <laughs> what the guy say the inmates are not running. What the guy say Houston Right. Right. And it's also like, you know, they, I feel like they've basically stated the reasons for it. They've said the fans don't like it. You know what I'm saying? The fans don't like to see this or that. What what who, what fans what are you fans? talking about? Right. Which fans are you yeah. talking about? Yeah, the, the inconsistency is the problem. And you're right. Anytime you have objectivity like that, it's, it's just going to be very inconsistent. And we're seeing that, you know, across the league. Um, even again, like even with the roughing the passer penalties, and and I think to 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 that penalty, uh, what game was that? Uh, Cleveland versus Pittsburgh recently. Right. And if you remember the guy, I can't remember his oh, name, yeah. but he had been, you know, he had just come over from the Steelers to the Browns. He was on the practice squad, was activated for the game the day before, made the tackle in the fourth quarter, sort of went to toward the Pittsburgh Steelers sideline, but not to the sideline just an exuberance of his tackle and they called the, you know, they called the taunting penalty. It's like, oh, wait a minute. He, he didn't say anything to anyone in particular. He was just celebrating his tackle. 
Right. You know, so it's like it's so objective, man. And so that to me, it makes it flawed by default when you have and that it, much objectivity. And that was a, that was on a white guy. So, you know, they, <laughs> you, you know, they're taking it too far now. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Come on, uh, he's not threatening. <laughs> oh, he's a suburban kid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what, what's your take? On uh, I don't want to let Teddy Bridgewater off. He's another one who's been the darling of the media. Everybody likes Teddy. Right. Uh, and, you know, there's a thing, I guess, you know, I see it both ways that if he would have tried to make the tackle, here's Darius Slay going like a thousand miles an hour. Bridgewater is just now, he's being held together with like, you know, spit and vinegar. He goes and plays a hero and, and tries to make the tackle. Let's say he throws his arm out. Or, or bust his knee out again, you know. I don't know, but what do you guys think? Is, is should he should he have you know made the tackle or at least tried to make the tackle? Oh boy, that's a tough one, man. You, you know the way quarterbacks are are you know treated now, they're not expected to, to even try to tackle, you know. So I don't know, man. I guess I guess he's playing within what you know the the present culture allows you to do. But as a as a love of the game you know as as a pure football purist i would say hey teddy come on man you gotta at least show a little more you know, come on man i mean put right. your leg i mean come on do something <laughs> you know right. i'm trying to trip him up or something man dive yeah. even if you just dive if you dive in a whole different direction right you know? right at least right. fake it like, 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 like he just faked you out and right. just like oh yeah, yeah. Cause it almost it, the way it, it it looks sad too the way he did it it just looked like he just put his head down and just stopped running and, <laughs> well, he and, you know yeah, he's just he like oh get out like he like withered away you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just dive at his ankle or something like like you said dive in front of him he could jump over you or something right. and and the and the real problem was for me because you know I don't I didn't want to jump on Teddy Bridgewater I, you know I understand he you know he has an injury history. You know, he had a serious injury in the past, so I could see him not wanting to, you know, be out for the season again, doing something stupid. But, I mean, that was a big play in the game. He he had thrown the pick. The guy intercepts the ball, runs, you know, runs one direction, another direction. You know, he ends up running for the touchdown, which basically ended the game. So, you know, I mean, in, in, I mean, it's a game. It's it's a you know a big game. He said, well, it situation. wasn't my interception. I completed the pass. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. I forgot. There you go. Maybe that's what he was thinking. Maybe that's what he was thinking. Maybe he threw the pick. He, he goes for the tackle. You're right. Right. It was like a pick six or something, you know. Right. Right. I, yeah. Um, I, I've, I've seen uh, even Lamar, you know, on a couple of pick sixes. You know, I've seen Lamar, you know, run the guy down, but he doesn't he does lose his mind. You know, <laughs> right. you gotta get in the malls and then die. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Come on, man. I weigh about, about a buck eighty out here. Right. Yeah, I, I have a question for you guys in that regard. So, what what do you think that does to the, you know, the vibe in the locker room regarding? Because the quarterback's the leader. Right. You know. So I don't know. Do they just auto, do they all get a, automatically get a pass from the rest of the team on that? You know, and especially like looking like Teddy did. I mean, it's like, come on, Teddy, you didn't even try, man. Yeah. Right. I would. I would bet. You know, at least half of that locker room has 
had something to, they may not have said it, but they, you know, they were talking amongst each other uh, themselves. Like, oh no, what, what was Teddy was doing right there? And he had to get clowned in the film session if, if the coach even went through, went over that play. I would, I would skip that play if I'm the coach. You know, to, to prevent, like, prevent dissension. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure he's probably, he'll never live that down. They may have already called him Ole. That may be his new, I mean, that may be his new nickname, Ole! <laughs> Don't, don't 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 have a turnover over by Teddy. That's all I gotta say. You right. Know? I think he's gonna have to come back because I know they're gonna keep him as, as quarterback because they said we don't care. We're just not gonna have Drew Locke. <laughs> you know. Right. You know. But if he comes back, and you know how it is, he comes back and just has a sensational game. You know, and leads into victory. I don't. Know, you know who, do, who they play next? Because that'll be. Yeah. They 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 have actually they have a bye, so they they get to think about it another week. Oh, that's that's even worse. <laughs> Maybe yeah, let's, let's play let's, we'll play a flag football game or something. Then I'll throw a pick six and I'll like go and like you know. But he'll he'll you know he'll never live that down. That's, no. Yeah, I had some I, people I I heard people uh compare it to uh you remember Cam Newton, I think oh, yeah. it was the, in the was it the Bowl. in the Super Bowl, right? Where he kind of gave up on a on a play. Well he did he, he they say when he made the business decision there was a fumble. Right. And he could have dove in there. He got the fumble, but he didn't. They said he made his business decision. He said, I, I ain't, I ain't doing that, you know. Uh, and, and then they went on to lose. And, and then, in the, you know, and I, I guess that's another story, uh, the big story of uh, Newton. How do y'all feel about, uh, A, Cam Newton? Uh, it, it's a process, right? He, he gets let go by New England. They make a decision to go with the white kid from Alabama you know, who said it was like the smartest thing since sliced bread, and he's looking like it, I'm, you know, for better or for worse, he's looking like it. <laughs> Cam does not get picked up. He has that bizarre conversation with his father. Right. You know, uh, now he gets picked up by Carolina and comes in and score, you know, is responsible for two touchdowns. So, so what do y'all think about Cam back? And he says, I'm back, I'm back. Yeah, I'd say don't celebrate too soon. Let's let's see what happens. You know, I mean, I'm glad to see him get another shot. Yeah, you know, because he still got some football left in him. Um, but you know, he, for sure, even if he's going to be the starter, he he can't play that totally physical physical game that he played early in his career. That's just not, you know, especially at this point in the season, man. You know, he's. I just don't see him being able to do that. But I'm. I'm glad to see him back getting another chance. And if he can play smart, you know, and don't don't try to, you know, do too much, I think he'll be okay. And, and besides, he's got McCaffrey back there. I mean, this, right. this cat's bad, man. You know, use what you got. Use your tools. Right. Yeah. No, I think, uh, you know, I'm glad, you know, same thing. I'm glad that he that he got another opportunity. I think there's no doubt he should be in the league. He's, you know, we always say this with black quarterbacks who, who for some reason are like, out of the league or ostracized and we're like there's not 32 quarterbacks better than this guy and there and there really aren't um he had a good preseason with with the patriots uh they let him go they may you know for whatever reason part of it probably had to do with his vaccination status he's he he publicly announced that he got the vaccine in order to you know to get back on the field so that so that worked uh and the panthers i think it was a smart decision by them and I don't think, you know, as an outsider, you know, I, I'm not in Charlotte or, or North Carolina, but I don't think we understand how big he is. He, he was to that, to that state and that, in that city. Um, 
as you know, being on the Panthers. I mean, they had when when they signed him. Remember, this is a guy, you know, supposedly washed up. Um, you're signing, you know, off the street pretty much. He was on the couch for the, you know, for the whole season so far. And they signed this guy to a one-year contract and they put on the jump, you know, they put on above the stadium, he's back, like he's Jordan. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and, and the city just ate it up and they love it. And that's what, you know, that he's celebrating. He, you know, he's dancing on the field, like he's back at home. So, I mean, it was, it was a great, at least business decision uh, for the Panthers. And I think, I still think he has a lot of, of uh, football left in him. Um, you're right. You know, we're just talking about he made a business decision with that fumble. I mean, which is weird to me because he never made a business decision the rest of, you know, early, rest of his career period. He was always taking hits, uh, some some of them unnecessarily. Uh, and I kind of compare him to uh, Carmelo Anthony when he was, when no one would pick him up in the NBA and we all knew he was good enough to still play. Um, but for whatever personality reasons or, you know, he was kind of too big of a personality to have on your team and you're scared he couldn't he couldn't be on a team and not be the man you know um and i think that for some reason that only happens to black guys i feel like yeah. but um yeah. you know so i feel i kind of compare carmelo situation to cams like he there's no doubt he deserves to be back in the league finally someone does it and i think he'll show that he still can be productive that's a great that that, that is a really good comparison between carmelo and and cam it's almost like we're going to humble this guy, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to humble him. And then only when, uh, you know, when you really need him, you know, <laughs> when he said that, you know, I guess when he said he couldn't be a backup, because what he said, my aura, my aura, my aura is too big. Well, he, and he, did, he, he didn't say, he didn't say like, I will refuse to be a backup because of that. He said, I don't think they want me as a backup because my, so he's acknowledging that you know like like that's what he said to his father he was like I don't think I don't think they wanted me as a backup because you know it's unfair to Mac Jones because of my aura (laughs) but that's interesting he that he could acknowledge his own aura you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah and and I guess it all works out because Matt Jones is playing really well yeah Um, and and I give and 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 yeah run up and down the the sideline with a clipboard Yeah. And I give Cam credit because in that interview, he said, he said, hey, he said, hey, look, Mac, Mac Jones is going to be all right. He said, he's like, he's going to, he's going to make some plays there. He's going to, he's going to do well. Like even in his interview with his father, he said, he's like, don't get it twisted. Like Mac Jones, he, he's going to show some things. So he, he knew, you know, he wasn't trying to down Mac Jones. He knew, he knew Mac Jones was going to be good. He actually predicted it uh, beyond what we saw because we were kind of, you know, first few weeks, we were like, I don't know about this kid. But he, you know, he said all along that, yo, this kid, this kid is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. You, you mentioned uh, uh, Carmelo Anthony. I guess that's a good, uh, that's a good way to segue into the uh, NBA, which to me is still kind of, it's kind of early, but there are some, you know, there, there's some early trends. Hey, hey Steve, uh, you were last, you know, this controversy is a little old, but what do you think of the whole Pippin Jordan thing? Uh, controversy, you know, Pippen's selling books and, uh, you know, what did you think of that? Uh, you know, man, I think there's too much being made of it, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, you know, we we all, especially for those of us who lived and saw that era, we all saw it with our own eyes. What happened behind the scenes, whatever, you know, but, you know, there's the six rings, you know, we know Pippen's one of the greatest players ever. We know uh, Gordon's, uh, Jordan's the GOAT. 
you know, I don't read too much into it. I mean, Pippen may have his side of things, and that's fine, you know, uh, but I don't read too much into it, man. You know, I just see, I remember those teams. Uh, I remember that era of the league, which was a great era. And uh, all this other stuff, man, I think is just, you know, coffee table talk, man, as far as I'm concerned. You know, I don't buy too much into it, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, go buy the book. That was the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. But speaking of the NBA, what would you guys uh, make of this early uh, season? It looks like Golden State. I mean, remember, we're only like in November. But if this, what, what are some early things you could say uh, about a trend, you know? Golden State in November seems to be back. Uh, the Knicks seem to be the Knicks. Uh, Brooklyn, I don't know. I'm not, you know, I'm not, it's not looking tremendous. And and uh, you, you looked at Giannis the other day, you know, I don't know, man. Giannis and them look tough. So what are what some of your, any early, early trends or anything about the NBA? Yeah, I think Golden State, I mean, like you said, it's only it's only November. Uh, it's only 15 games or so. So you, I don't you can't go too crazy with it. But I mean, it's impressive what Golden State's doing, especially when you consider they're gonna get Clay Thompson back. They're gonna get uh, their their young kid Wiseman back. Right. Uh, so they have you know better things coming, and they do seem to be playing great team basketball. Like you know, they're playing defense this year. Draymond looks better this year than he did the last couple of years. Uh, so they're definitely formidable. And then when you look at the rest of the West, you have the Lakers, who I'm 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 done on. I I, I mean I know I don't want to I don't want to say it's impossible, and you know they do they still have LeBron, but I, I never like I didn't like the makeup of the team to begin with, even if LeBron's healthy. And then he you know at his age now, you know he has to play hard, and when he does, he's going to get hurt. So. And even when he's healthy, he's not the same guy. He's, you know, he's not, he can't physically dominate a game like he, like he used to be able to. And then you got, you know, Anthony Davis, who, you know, what's up with him? You talk about Giannis yesterday. Giannis he almost had 50. And, <laughs> and Anthony Davis didn't want to guard him. Uh, and you're supposed to be on the same level. Like, I don't understand. But I haven't, I've yet, I haven't even seen the New Orleans Pelicans version of, of uh, AD in LA yet. And I guess he's just mm. happy. He wasn't, you know, they got that ring. I guess he feels like his right. career is solidified or something because I think, you're, yeah, you're right. I think that he's always been a very curious guy, man. Like, and I think you're right. He, he won the one title. It's kind of like, I'm good. <laughs> he's good. Though. And he was top 75, you know, like, I guess he's yeah. good. And, and that's yeah. the interesting thing that I, I forgot. He, he made, he was listening to top 75 players. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I, yeah, I don't, that's 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 questionable to me. You know, when you talk about the history of the league, really, I mean, I don't know about that one. But no, I, I agree with you, man. I I don't see LA as, as being, you know, uh, that team. You know, uh, and Westbrook. Oh man, I don't know if you guys saw it a few weeks ago when Westbrook had that horrible game. He was just throwing the ball to nobody. And man, I remember watching Shannon Sharp just viscerating him, man. <laughs> it was so hilarious. But uh but but you know, it's tough right now because even even the Bucks have had a had a they've right. not had a great start, you know. Um so so the East could could be up for grabs. I think right now they're still the prohibitive favorite. But uh, the Knicks are fun to watch again. I mean they're 
they're not great by any stretch, but they you know they they look much better. They look like they could you know they could make a run if they'll get past the first round. That remains to be seen. And uh, the Nets, well, I I'm not ready to no, I don't see it happening. I just don't see it happening, man. You know, it's still early, but I don't see it happening. What do you, what, do you, what do we do with Kyrie Irving? I mean, what you know, what do we do with Kyrie? The legacy. What do we do for the short term and long term? You know, uh, we just write this guy off. What you know, is he writing himself off? I think he's writing himself off. Uh, potential unfulfilled, unfortunately. You know, um, it to me it's kind of like having a great virtuosic soloist. You know, and which is is fine as a soloist but you know when you're in a team sport <laughs> you know that doesn't cut it you know so i mean i guess he's he's gone with his beliefs i respect him for that but um it's just too bad man that uh you know it's come to this we'll i guess we'll see what happens beyond this that's a good that's a good comparison to soloist uh because yeah even even like let's an actor right even if you're like a great actor but 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 you can't be trusted or you know, you don't get along with the rest of the cast. Or, you know, same thing in, in music. Like, you're a great soloist, but but nobody... Is he going to show you, up tonight? Yeah, you, are you going to show up? Or, you know, so it's the same It's the same kind of thing with him. And he's, ha he is, he's had to have cost himself money. If, unless the NBA is just... I mean, maybe the people... There there are people dumb enough to, to give him a long-term contract again. I, I don't think the Nets are. Um, and also, his... You know his relationship with, with Kevin Durant. I mean, Kevin Durant went to Brooklyn because of Kyrie. He, you know, he, Kyrie. So the story goes that they were, you know, the, they want they're going to go to the Knicks or whatever. And then he, uh, he and Kyrie had agreed to that. And then Kyrie's like, no, let's go to Brooklyn and and uh, create our own culture. And he go he follows Kyrie. And then not a, and remember last year Kyrie was disappearing. For games for whatever reason and this year he doesn't even play i mean kd has to feel like yo what what was i thinking like what I was i thinking to like hitch my situation to him the only thing i'll say is he durant um in the preseason uh re-upped with the nets right he took that four-year extension uh, uh the max extension without uh kyrie following suit or even harden so it's so at least it's, it seems like he's happy in Brooklyn and he feels like, you know, regardless that the organization will put people around him. And I do like what, what the GM has done, Sean Marks. I think he is a good GM. He always, you know, based up, it's hard now, right? Because everybody's like, oh, they don't have Kyrie. They gotta, they gotta, everybody has to step up. But the, the team was put together even financially, and most importantly, financially with Kyrie in mind. So you didn't have the money to, like if you, if you knew Kyrie wasn't there, then you you could have put money elsewhere and put two other good players around him or something like that with that money. But it's hard now. Like the the team was constructed to have Kyrie there, and you just put like little bit pieces around those three guys. So it's it's tough. You take him out. You don't have you don't have the players to to take on those big roles. Right, right. You know. So I guess it gets to the thing about Kyrie when you you know. You know, we always tell young athletes, it's hard when you're in the moment to think about how am I going to be remembered, you know. But right now, the book is not looking, it's looking like a very, it doesn't look like a great ending for Kyrie, <laughs> just in terms of how he's going to be 
remembered when people well, start writing his history. Well, I think he uh, thinks he's going to be a hero, a hero for the for the uh, for for the for the people laid for off un, for the, un, for the, the unvaxed. unvaxed. Yeah, for the unvaxed and people who, who who don't like the mandate. He's the hero. Yeah, yeah, that's and that's not heroic, unfortunately. <laughs> no, as I said, legend in, in his own midst, mind. Yeah, right. yeah, in the midst of a pandemic. Yeah, um, and this and this is his history too. You know, I mean, you look at the history of his career. You know, when I mean, when he was uh, with LeBron, and you think of what they could have done together, but he was like, no, I don't want to be in his shadow. <laughs> well, how many championships missed out on later? You know, so right. there you go. Remember, he goes to Boston, and that's a problem. You know, because suddenly there's a problem in Boston. Right. You know, now in, in a way, I guess we've been making these comparisons, like. Uh, 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 Carmelo and uh, actually the same person, right? Carmelo and uh, Cam. What about uh, Beckham or, or, or oh, Beckham and Kyrie? You know, mm. it's the same thing. You had problems in, with the Giants. You had problems with Cleveland. And the first time they go to you on national TV is, you know, Pat Stats throws an interception. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. So, you know, it's it's, it's, it's these, you know, we've had these, these kind of parallel stories of these guys and, you know, whose fault is it? And so all we can do is just kind of look at the, look at the history, you know, yeah. like, like this was that uh, Stafford it's like, can't always be somebody else's fault. You know, right. with Odell, at some point you got to be accountable. Right. Uh, Kyrie, at some point history is going to crush you. You know, right. um, you know. So uh, no, I like I like that I like that comparison. Odell and Kyrie. Odell, you know, I had been arguing with people on Twitter when he was in Cleveland, who wanted to blame, who right. wanted to blame Odell. You know, like he's the reason that you know Baker Mayfield's played so much better without him, as if that's Odell's fault. Like I never got that. Like if you you if you're a great quarterback, I don't care who it is, you should be able to use them to some extent. And, and get them in the game. They're, you know, that that's helpful to you. Like, I don't think Tom Brady would struggle with, with Odell Beckham. You know, I think he'd be able to get him the ball at, at times. But at the same time, so I didn't, I wasn't buying that, oh, it's Odell's fault that Cleveland's bad. And we saw that once Odell leaves, they get crushed by New England. So, so I'm like, oh, I guess it wasn't his fault. But at the same time, you know, Odell struggled in Cleveland. Then he goes over to the Rams. And they and and they struggle, you know. He has to prove himself because you know it could be both. Both things could be true, right? right. Like he's not right. the problem in Cleveland, but he's, he's not problem. even he's yeah. a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and that's for the defense. Right. Yeah. yeah, and you know, keep in mind that you know when Odell first went to Cleveland, and he was pretty much a model citizen compared to some of the controversy that had followed him there from New York. But he kind of you know, played it down. He was pretty much to, he chilled, you know, but it still didn't happen, you know, and I don't think the chemistry was, was there to begin with, really. No. So I don't think it's really his fault, though I do think that probably, and I think he, uh, Mayfield was probably psyched out. I, I do think by, you know, maybe Odell, Odell's a very dynamic player, you know, he's a very intense player. I, I think that uh, Mayfield may have been somewhat psyched out by his yeah, presence. But, I agree. but to your point, I think any great quarterback should overcome, you know, those, those uh, dynamics and be able to, you know, connect with any great, other great player. Yeah, if this guy is going to, you know, 
you know, make me that, but we'll see. I mean, you know, in basketball, we're just at November, we're not even at the, we're nowhere near a halfway point. And although in football, it is becoming crunch time for, yes, yes. You know, for a guy like, like Beckham and the Rams, particularly, you know, Robert Woods goes out and it would seem like timing is perfect. You know, Robert Woods goes out here, you got Odell Beckham. So I guess it's, you know, I guess we have to look at this two ways as we get older. I get older. You know, we both get we, we older. All, we all get older. <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, I know, Jamal, one thing we were talking about, um, what was that? Uh, oh, we, we were talking about Pippen. Yeah. And the whole thing about why he didn't go into that game. Right. And no matter how much you may want to go with it, if you put yourself in a position of being a coach, you know, you know, you coached and all that, if one of your players said that I ain't going in because, you know, the play's not run for me, that's a problem. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. a problem at any level. Right. You know, so I guess I'm not sure what the, what the, what the um, thing would be in music. You know, you've got a group and if you have one guy or a person who somewhat does not want to buy in, you know, um, and it can just ruin the whole thing. So I guess what we're talking about is this, this team stuff is very, you know, playing team sports is, is very, it's a tricky thing, right. you know? Right. And how do you, you know, and I'm sure Jamal, when you play, uh, and Steve, if you, if you ever play a sport for me, you may be on a team, but there's always one person who's got great skills. And at some point you acknowledge, you know what, well, yes, yeah, it's a team sport, but this guy <laughs> is like <laughs> a hell of a player. Right. You know, you know, rather than bellyache, you just say, you know what? You know, it's fine. You know. Yeah. So yeah. There's I no mean, question. You have that. You know, there'll be, as they say, there'll be the guy, not just a guy, you know. <laughs> so right. yeah. Right. right. I totally agree. Hey Bill, I have a question for you in regarding uh you know, things out there in Arizona State with the football program. I've been following them this year. And uh, not the season I'd hoped for for Jaden Daniels, a young, talented quarterback there. But, uh, but overall, Herm seems to be doing a good job. Uh, what What's the take on Herm and what he's doing out there? You know, that's a good question. I, I kind of, you know, uh, I, you know I, I really stopped following him closely. I was following him a lot. Then that came a point in the season. I'm not sure if they lost a couple of games they were supposed to win, uh, but they did go to a bowl game, right? I think they did get to a bowl game. It wasn't a major bowl game, right? Uh, but just like anything else, I mean, you know, this is probably yet again a make or break season. I, well, I don't know if you say make or break yet, but you have to show significant progress. You know? Yeah, I think, yeah. I think he has yeah. because. I mean, they're, they're seven and three. I was thinking about this the other day because I was watching. I was watching them play over the weekend. You know, they always play late night. It's like one of the only games on. I forget who they're playing, but uh, so I was like, and I, you know, I always keep an eye on them because of Herm uh, to see how they're doing. And you're right, they're not. They, I mean, it's, I think it's his second year, if I'm not mistaken, second or third year. I think he may be third. third. Yeah, it'd be his third year, but you know, seven and three, not bad in in college, in college football. It's just. He's not a, you're not at that, you know, they're not in contention to get to the, to the, you know, to the championship series or whatever, whatever it's called, the, the final four. Right. Um, but, you know, seven and three, 
you know, it's a lot better than a lot of teams I follow. Like Miami is terrible. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? And it is, and it is the Pac-12. It's so the Pac-12. You know, so I'm saying if they finish with three losses, which is still they still have work to do. Don't get me wrong, but um, that's that's a pretty solid season. And you said uh, the, the quarterback hasn't played that well. Yeah, um, he's it's not been a great year for him. Um, I mean, he's a junior, so he's got another year. It's definitely mm-hmm. not not NFL material right now, but. If he will be in another year, I don't know. But but they do have a great running back who's in a film too. Uh, White, he's a he's a beast. So, uh, but if they can finish nine and three, I think they have two games oh, left. Yeah. I, I think Herm will be looking real good. They'll go to a bowl game, and, right? You know, we'll and that's like a that's game. a stepping stone, right? If, if if they have like a nine and three, even eight and four season, then next year can they can they can they only lose two two or three games? You know what I'm saying? So. Right. I think he, you know, it's not like Arizona State is some powerhouse where he was expected to go in there. It's not like Penn State. I mean, can, can compare him to the, I mean, they probably don't have the schedule that Penn State has. But compared to the guy at Penn State, what's his name again? Um, James Franklin. Franklin. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, they're like five and five or something. And he's still a hot commodity, you know. So, you know, because they've won a couple big games. But I, I, I think Herm's doing, he's actually an underrated job because you don't hear everybody talking about him. Um, but I think he's doing a, a pretty good job. Yeah, and he, he's probably Herm is probably where he where he wants to be and probably where he's going to end up. I don't know if he wants to get back to NFL. I think this is, you know, probably the job. You know, uh, so yeah. I mean, it would be great if, if at some point before he left, they won. I mean, for him taking winning the Pac-12. Oh yeah, I think yeah. Would be a huge, huge defining. Uh, accomplishment of his career of taking Arizona State to uh, to the uh, Rose Bowl or something. I right. think that would be, you know, that would be a tremendous game. Um, they're actually that, they're actually second in they're second in the Pac-12. Right Ryan, now. No, actually they have two divisions. So I guess there's a Pac-12 South and a Pac-12 North in football. Oregon six and one. Or nine and one, uh, in they they're the they're the best team in the Pac-12. Utah and Arizona State both seven and three. They're they're all they're both at, they're ahead of UCLA who has Chip Kelly. Uh, That's another know, US, USC, USC is terrible. They you know, so I mean he's not he's not he's not doing badly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I hope it I hope it goes well for him. And I think I think he's definitely brought brought the program up. A notch, and they they're getting great athletes. Uh, so obviously he's a good recruiter. So right. Um, so I hope he can just. Keep, and we, keep and we know on. we know he's a great motivator, right? Oh yeah. Great motivator. <laughs> <laughs> great motivator. Yeah. Before we go, I gotta I gotta I gotta tell you guys the what is this week? Uh, what we week had, are we? Eleven. Week eleven. Yeah, the black quarterback yeah. rating. Yeah, the black oh. the updated black uh, quarterback power rating. So the BQBPR. Okay. Right. And you got a good, right. so I'll give Number, you my. What, what did you start? A ten, what do we, there are 10 of them? Well, you know, it's football. So we, we lose guys, you know what I'm saying? We're losing guys. <laughs> we lost right. poor Jameis, like you said, like you mentioned earlier. Uh, he, so he's not involved anymore. Some have come and go. We still have about, we still have nine solid starters. So okay. um, number one for week 11, and some of these rankings have changed. I think the last time we did it was week eight or nine. But number one, back from injury, did his thing last week, uh, you know, set up some naysayers who were worried that he, that because of one bad game, he had fallen off. It's Dak Prescott is, is hey, number, one, number one 
you know, this week in the power rank rankings for black quarterbacks, he's seven. Dallas is seven and two, uh, first place in in the uh, NFC East. Dak is actually first in QB rating overall, uh, fifth in yard passing yards per game, has twenty TDs to five interceptions. Twenty TDs is fourth in the league. Uh, he's second in the league and completion percentage, 70%. Uh, and he, and he's at Kansas City this week. So that's the number one guy right now. Any, any complaints? Game, by the way. Any complaints? Any complaints about Dak? <laughs> no. Well, no I'll just look back on some of our, our ratings. So he did he displace Kyler Murray? Yeah, he displayed he displaced Kyler Murray. A few people displaced Kyler Murray because you know, as they say, the best ability is availability. <laughs> and uh, Kyrie, I mean, uh, oops, Kyler, not Kyrie. Kyrie. <laughs> Speaking of availability. Kyrie, you know, like... <laughs> Kyrie and Kurt, Kyler, I was kind of close there. Uh-oh. I remember everybody's talking about with, with Kyler, they were like, yeah, he always starts off great. But by, the, by this point of the season, you know, they keep talking about his small stature. He keeps taking a beating, you know. And now here we are at this point of the season, and he's already missed two games. But go ahead. Yeah, no, and you said that when 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 my when I had him number one on the power ratings, that's what you said. You said, well, you know, we got to wait until later in the season because of his small stature, and that's kind of come true. But because of that, number two, and this is a guy we had. He's been about three of three or four most of the season. We all know and love him. Uh, he keeps, you know, we all want to discount. Or some of us in the media want to discount what he's capable of doing, what he what he is doing, but Lamar Jackson, man, he just you know he just he's there. Like they're they're six and three. He would have been one, I feel like, if if they wouldn't have lost to to uh, uh, Miami last week. That was a terrible loss. He played he played a terrible game pretty much, uh, but he's still they're still six and three. He's tenth in passing yards per game, uh, two hundred seventy two. But of course, the big thing with Lamar. 639 yards rushing, which is right. seventh in the NFL, like period, with running backs and all that. So he, he's <laughs> right. seventh in the NFL in rushing wow. at with 639 yeah, right. yards. He has 14 touchdowns, eight interceptions, but also two rushing touchdowns. And just, you know, we talk, we've talked about this with Lamar all the time. I mean, he's just that guy, best athlete on the field, does anything he has to do to win. Um, you know, so he's just, he's just so big a presence. It's hard to keep him... Any lower than that on the power rankings, you know, especially with you got injuries going on. He's not injured. You know, he's he's playing. So I think, uh, you know, he's right behind Dak right now. So and if Dak slips up and he and he has a good good couple of weeks, Lamar could be the man. Number three. Number three. Uh, the, another guy. And you mentioned earlier earlier in the show, another guy, people are all of a sudden starting to get on as if, uh, you know, he's lost it. And that's Patrick Mahomes. Uh, but he had a monster game against uh, Las Vegas to show everybody he still has it. Kansas City six and four, and they're actually again number one in the AFC AFC West after all that talk. Uh, he's fourth in yards per game, two hundred ninety-four. I've been screaming this for the past few weeks when everyone's saying how you know how bad he's been this year. He's still second in the league in touchdowns with twenty-five. He's that second to Brady. Uh, he's twenty-five TDs, ten interceptions. And like I said, they got that big matchup with Dallas uh, coming up this week. So you got number one versus the number three guy. Uh, number one black quarterback versus number three black quarterback right now in a big marquee matchup on Sunday. Mm. Number four, we said 
availability is key. Kyler Murray, if he was if he were healthy, he's probably higher on this list. Arizona's still eight and two. He's missed the last two games. He's fifth in yards per game, two hundred eighty-five. Still seventeen TDs, nine interceptions, or or not or seven interceptions. Uh, he's number one in completion percentage, at seventy-three percent. Number one in the league, and he's second in the league in passer rating. Um, so I mean, he's been the man. Hard to argue, but you know he's he's been hurt. That's the only thing with him. Another guy at number five who's been hurt, Russell Wilson. He's yeah. back. He had a terrible first game. We could you know that that could be, uh, you know I I I watched that away just as being rusty. Uh, but Seattle three and six now. They were two and two when he got hurt. Uh, he left with the fifth best passer rating and he had ten touchdowns, only three interceptions. They actually play Kyler Murray in Arizona. Uh, this week. So if, if Seattle wants has any chance of staying in the race, uh, Russell's going to have to come up big and win that game. Yeah. Uh, number six. I got to go. This might be surprised. I got to go with Jalen Hurts. Uh, <sighs> Philly's only four. Philly's four and six, but the last three games, Hurts has played really well. They won two of those three. Philly's all of a sudden second in the NFC East. Hurts, 13 TDs, five interceptions, pretty good. And he also has 549 yards rushing, which is 11th in the league of, uh, among all players. So he's kind of on that uh, Lamar Jackson kind of effect on the game, you know, kind of a mini Lamar. He has five rushing touchdowns. Um, and like I said, they, he won two out of three. They play New Orleans this week. Uh, number seven, Teddy Bridgewater. You, you could argue, mm-hmm. that's what an argument, you, you know, you could say Teddy's been better than, than Hurts, but I just I just like Hurts a little better. But Bridgewater's five and five. Uh, Denver's five and five. He's eleventh in passer rating, third in completion percentage. You know he plays that game manager type of role. Fourteen touchdowns, five interceptions. They have a bye this week. Number eight, last, last in tackles. Yeah, last in tackles. <laughs> that that probably, subconsciously that probably dropped him a little for me too. You know what I'm saying? Just seeing that, seeing that briefly over and over. <laughs> And then eight, Justin Fields. You know, he's a rookie. He's a rookie. They're, Chicago's three and six. But he still, he started off really slow, as we all know. Four touchdowns, eight interceptions on the year. Not good. 288 yards rushing, though. Two rushing TDs. But the last three games, he's kind of put it together. Been that dynamic player. Been able to, He's you know, he, show, he shows great accuracy. So I think it's just going to take time uh, getting, you know, getting used to the league, speed of the game, all that kind of stuff. But the last three games, he's been he's he's looked like a different player, looked very comfortable. And then ninth and last is Tyrod Taylor. He he's back he's back starting for the Houston's for uh, for the Houston Texans. He was hurt week two. Remember he he was playing right. really well. He was actually playing well. Right, but he but he, he he came back last week. Obviously rusty. Uh, zero touchdowns, three interceptions. So he's oh. he's in that ninth spot on the power ratings, and that's what we got so far. We got nine. Uh, strong and active black QBs out there in the league. We still need more. Cam, we'll see what Cam does. He's he's supposed to start this week. He'll be number ten. Uh, but that's what it's looking like right now. Let's see if, let's see if Cam can climb the ladder. Yeah, yeah. yeah wait, 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 think, Steve. I, you know, I don't have any problem with those rankings. I, you know, I, I have a question for both of you. I mean, Jalen, you mm-hmm. know, hurts. I mean. Um, I don't know. I, you know, I, I really want him to, to, to succeed, man, you know, but I still haven't seen that just get to that next level yet. I don't know if it's the system he's in. 
I don't know. Again, I just I wanted to see. I want to see him be that guy, you know, because uh, especially following his college career, you know, after he made the move to Oklahoma and he flourished there, and uh, of course he had a lot of doubts coming into the league as to whether he could really be a quarterback. You right. know, there was talk about him switching in position. That's the old story. <laughs> so you know, so I want to see him really succeed. And I just you know wonder what you guys think about uh, where he's at right now. Yeah, I, I was you. I, I thought he had one of the great stories coming into the NFL. You know, the way the way he was just kind of shoved, shunted aside at Alabama, then reemerged uh, even stronger at Oklahoma. So to me, you got to pull for a guy like that. Uh, I just kind of think he's he's right in the middle of it, and I think it's going to be kind of up to him. Uh, and who knows about the system? Is the system putting him in? The best place to succeed, but he he's just got to succeed, you know. Learn as much as he can learn, adjust as much as he can, you know. I have a better completion percentage, uh, show a little more patience, um, you know. And and again, if they win, he wins. You know, simple as that. It's not like he's in a the best team in that division is Dallas, right? You know, but they, you know. If, if you know it's a it's a division where he can the Eagles can do well, right? So I'm I'm, I'm that's raise your crap. I'm pulling for Jalen Hurts to do well. Yeah, me too. And yeah, that's a good point in terms of division. Like, is he? You know, I look at him, and a lot of people are like, "Oh, he's not he's not the the guy." So I wonder whether he's going to get the opportunity. You know the. Are they going to give him time to be that guy? Do they draft a quarterback next year because they're not sure about Jalen Hurts? You know that type of thing. But when I watch him, I'm, in, I'm, I mean, he hasn't put it all together yet. But he look, I, I see flashes of him having the tools. You know, he he can be an accurate passer. He has a strong arm. It's almost like he'd have to be a better NFL quarterback than he was a college quarterback, which I guess is possible because you're getting older and more mature. You know, so maybe you you know you can become better. Than, than what you were in college. So, and he'd have to do that. But I think yeah. he's a bit, but he looks better, you know, he looks like a better pro quarterback than he was a college quarterback. Because yeah. like I said, he he's looking good passing the ball at times. And then I think, you know, maybe it's it's mental because he has these bad games here or there. So he's going to have to get over that. But the, the point about the division, is he better than Daniel Jones? Maybe. You know, like is Daniel, you know, these other guys, like the middle of road guys. I don't think he's he's out of place as a starting Taylor quarterback Heineke. in the league. Yeah, Taylor Heineke, Daniel Jones. Right. Uh, himself. Uh, who are we missing? Uh, oh, well, Dak Prescott. Well, Dak is better than him. Right. At another level. Right. But yeah, those other three you mentioned, he's clearly can easily be in that conversation. But he's just got to lead Philadelphia to some victory. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that will take care of itself. And everybody's looking for that guy, right? All those other guys too, Daniel Jones and Heineke. Either one of those teams could draft a quarterback also, right? Everybody's looking for the guy. Right. Right. But there, there can only be so many guys. That, that's true. <laughs> that, that's true. And these guys yeah. are still young. Like Hertz and Daniel Jones are still young. Yeah. Yeah, too young to be thrown on a, <laughs> you know, on the, uh, what do you call it, the junkie. Right. It doesn't take it doesn't take long. There was somebody talking about somebody. Oh, the kid, uh, he, the kid, the quarterback for the Jets. Was his name Zach White. Wilson? Oh, the other guy, you know, Mike White. White Mike. Mike was Remember, two yeah, two, two, two weeks ago, 
we'll put him in the, in the Hall of Fame. Right. You know? One game. One game. Okay. Hall of Fame. I know. Now, he was. He was. You know. He was literally put in the Hall of Fame for that. I think they put his jer- because oh, he broke. Yeah, he broke some record. Is the first NFL start? He broke some record. I don't know. Right, they put him in the. So now he's being replaced by Joe Flacco. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't want to put Zach Wilson in, who's who's healthy. So I don't know well, what's going say, on. He's healthy, but not for long. <laughs> 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 now we put him in there. Yeah, and then oh, I hear gosh. a little bit of some kind of snippets of criticism of Sala. Yeah, know, they're talking about how come he doesn't show any emotion on the sideline. You know, you know, yeah, because, where, because I'm losing fifty-six to nothing. That's why. What kind of emotion am I supposed to have? Right, if you show emotion is high. He's losing it. <laughs> right. right, and that's a that's the thing with you know NFL coaches. They go they go to these bad teams and they're like, oh, you know. There's no pressure on them because they're so bad. Nobody expects much of them. But you can't like the the guy in Detroit. You can't go. You can't go winless and keep your job. Right. Well, you probably can't say, go. You can't go one or two wins hardly and keep your job anymore. Well, they say you know I hear Detroit every week. Oh, they're playing hard for them. Oh hell, everybody's playing hard. Everybody's playing hard. <laughs> so yeah, so's the other team. How about that? Yeah, that's hard too. That's every week. They're playing hard. You know. <laughs> so clearly, there's something we ain't doing anyway. So listen, to the guy. Uh, any anything else before we uh, before we roll? We've covered. Uh, we've made the comparison for uh, between. Uh, I just wrote it down because I'm gonna steal it for Colin. Uh, between uh, Kyrie, Odell, Kevin Mello, yeah, and Odell, Kyrie Odell, and, and Kyrie, and Odell yeah. and Kyrie. Yeah, that those are those are good. Have you guys been watching the the Rittenhouse and the Arbery trials at all? I've been, following I've, I've, it. I've, been, I've been following it a little bit. The written uh-huh. it's just crazy. Like you know, just you know, obviously you know, all we, the white jury. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. Job. I mean, twenty twenty one. You got these two cases. You know, white white first one white guy kills a, a black guy just for you know obviously jogging in this in the street and like looking at a house or something. Um, then the other one, you got written house who killed actually killed couple you know, at least one white person like no black people were, he didn't kill a black person in his trial but he was at he was at the demonstrations which they which they allow them to call riots um over and over and just the just the way the judges and the lawyers have been it's almost like i feel like it's you know 1960 something still and then you know the juries the biggest thing to me is the juries i think both juries have like one black juror on them and i'm like in this day and age you got one black juror in these type of in these type of trials and this is still allowed to happen you know, I'm, I'm an attorney, so you know, I, I know the system, how how it works, and and I get how it's possible, but it just doesn't. It's just, it's just, I just can't believe that this type of thing is still happening. Yeah, the yeah the attorney in in the in the Arbery trial, come on the record complaining to the judge that they were that Jesse Jackson was you know the he didn't even say he said that that black famous black preachers were allowed to be in the courtroom. Like what? Mm. Like you can, anybody, the courtroom is open to the public. Right. You know, it's what surreal, are you, what man. are you talking about? He, he couldn't, you know, it's funny because when he they showed the video of him giving that speech and I think the other attorney next to him, she just put her hand in her head. And, oh my God, what is he <laughs> talking about? <laughs> you know, I man, and, and see, it's the, the same old thing. When society asks us, why do we keep playing the black card? Because they keep dealing it to us. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. You know, you only can play the card you're dealt. 
Exactly. Right. You know, so he, he couldn't have shown his racism anymore. Man. It's just, it, it, it boggles the mind. Like, wow, but this is, this is where he's at. You know, it's crazy. Even, even, the judge, even the judge said his hands were tied as to, as to why he couldn't address the makeup of a jury. The judge, the judge even saw fault in it, even cited the racism in the, in the process and said the law tied his hands and he couldn't, there's nothing he could do about it. It's, mm -hmm. And so to your point, yeah, they need to change that. They need to change that system. I forget what it's, there was, I forget what it's called, but it's a mechanism that they can use to. Yeah, to the voir dire. Yeah to exclude, you know, certain jurors for any reason. It's crazy. Hmm. Wow. Well, on that high note, uh, yeah, sorry, that, sorry. This is, you know, I've just been watching these, these trials. It's just like unbelievable. The, yeah. the, ju the judge in the Rittenhouse trial, you know, saying oh, all kinds of crazy, crazy he's, stuff. He's auditioning. He's yeah, auditioning. Basically throwing his body in front of the, in front of the defendant, trying to save the defendant. Yeah. He, he's auditioning for a TV show. Yeah. Gotta be. <laughs> you know, but but on the upside, the prosecution and the Arbery, they they grilled the guy yesterday. They they're t they're tearing the shreds, so I think it's going to be okay. Yeah. Well, let's see if know. those let's see if those one black jurors. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I you know. even dove into who the one black jury is. Yeah, we don't even know who that is. It doesn't you're right? We always talk about it doesn't yeah. matter. Like just because you're you know just because of black, who, any who black person that doesn't mean anything. The fact that he passed muster, you know, right. he's okay. He's like one of the famous conservative black columnists that we know. You know, right, he, right, right, right. Yeah. Oh no! If it's, if it's that guy, we're in real trouble. All right. Well, let's, listen, uh, you know, I think we covered ground, and uh, you know, looking forward to uh, Steve listening to you. Glad things are getting back to normal. Things. Glad things are getting back to normal in music. You know, uh, you know, we need it, and um, you know, maybe we'll um, uh, check you out at uh, at Marines at night. Okay, yeah. See what that, see what like. As long as I don't have to be shoehorned in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Jamal, I know you'll be taking uh, Kareem out, rain, sleet, hail, or snow, to play. Uh, Play you some kind of youth sport. That's you right. Know. That's right. He was at ready. That's right. He was at Riverside Church yesterday, uh, wow. playing playing the seven seven year olds and under. Wow. <laughs> under. So he, yeah, he was out there. You know, he'll be at New Heights this weekend. At least at least baseball is over. Uh, it's a little cold out there. You know what I'm saying? That they that fall baseball took it a little too far. I think. Mm. Right, but then so he goes right into right into the next sport. No, right. It's just, no rest for the weary. It's just PE class, you know, I just gotta keep them active. That's all. That's all. Yeah. No pressure. There you man. go. <laughs> there you go. There no you pressure. Go. Yeah. Well, all Good. right, everybody. Well, uh we'll, we'll you know, we'll reconvene next week. Uh enjoy the weekend. Uh enjoy the distractions of football. Thanks, uh thanks, uh, Jamal, for reminding us about these two trials. But we could get <laughs> sorry about that. Lulled into you know, complacently, just yeah, no. you know, distracted by no. what's really going on. Right. So, so right. Uh, all, all the listeners, uh, you know, continue to, what did you, uh, Jamal, give them their instructions and walking orders? Yes, of course, to all the listeners, 
We appreciate it. Appreciate the support. Keep listening wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, wherever. Uh, keep following us on social media, at BrosPod on Twitter and Instagram, and Bill Roden on Sports on Facebook. And of course, we are brought to you this week by Bet Online. Yeah. Steve, before we go, tell people where they can hear you play. Yeah, uh, well, tonight I'll be at Mesro in New York City. Um, on Saturday, I'll be at Maureen's in uh, Nyack. And I'll be at NJ Pack in Newark on Sunday with Maria Schneider. And uh, the last week of uh, November and the first week of December, I'll be with Chris McBride at the Vanguard, those Vanguard in New York City. Yes. And the, and the sounds you hear in the background now are, are from the great Steve Wilson. All right. Everybody, stay safe. Hope is still here. And keep praying. God bless. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks, that's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.